Hello and welcome to another edition of the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. I'm the executive director of Friends Indeed. Great to have you with us today. So Friends Indeed is an interfaith organization and we provide uh, supportive services uh, to meet critical needs, uh, to help folks who are experiencing homelessness and uh, poverty to rebuild their lives. And everything we do is uh, with compassion, connection, and dignity. And uh, really happy uh, that you're joining us uh, for this episode. So it's going to be uh, a little uh, different than the the normal uh, episodes uh, in that uh, I recently spoke at a church, the San Marino United uh, Church of Christ uh, Church, and um, I recorded the talk, and I would love to uh, share it with all of you. It is about something called uh, a theology of interruption, and it's based on um, a piece by uh, a professor from Northwestern University. So I explain all of this in the uh, talk. It's um, a sermon, essentially. Uh, it's about 15 minutes, and um, it just came out really well. So I would uh, love to, to share it here with a wider audience. Um, it relates to the Jubilee year in the Bible and how that uh, connects with the work that we do. So I hope that you'll uh, give a listen and, um, you know, uh, always would love to, to hear what you think. Um, you can always email me uh, at joshualg at friendsindeedpas.org. So uh, take a listen. This is uh, the theology of interruption as delivered at San Marino United Church of Christ. And um, hope that you uh, enjoy it. Good morning, everyone. So I want to uh, thank the pastor uh, for inviting me and uh, to thank your church uh, for its ongoing and longtime support uh, of Friends Indeed. Uh, We are very grateful. So a statement you might not hear often is, uh, this rabbi is very glad to be in church this morning. Uh, For the last two plus years, uh, I haven't had the chance uh, to be uh, in public and uh, in person in congregations, which I really uh, appreciate and enjoy doing, but obviously uh, circumstances of our world, um, you know, uh, prevented that. So I am very grateful uh, to be back here uh, and to to be with you this morning. So I want to uh, start with a, a story because at Friends Indeed, We uh, take our mission uh, not as uh, solving uh, an issue or facing a problem, but helping people. And so the people and the connection are what's most important. So let me tell you uh, about Nicole. Nicole turned up at the women's room dragging an enormous suitcase behind her, and she had nowhere to go that night. She'd been sleeping in her car, but her car had broken down and the local residents had had it towed away. A vulnerable young woman, she wasn't really the kind we wanted to leave to the mercies of the street and we certainly couldn't send her back to her very abusive and uh, traumatic family. 
Fortunately, our uh, outreach specialist and housing navigator, Najwa, uh, was able to get her a motel room that night. She then worked with Nicole into bridge housing and successfully helped her to move into her own place. And uh, Nicole says she's been struggling to find direction in her life and has been experiencing mental health issues and experiencing on and off homelessness for some time. This move into her bridge housing makes a huge step in her life and towards independence and self-sufficiency. So this morning, my friends, the state of our world is challenging, to say the least. We work with homelessness, food insecurity, poverty, but we can't ignore the other things that are happening in our world. Little children being gunned down in their classrooms, a planet that is melting, that is in grave danger, a war that continues to rage in Ukraine. And those are just the things that are in the forefront. There are so many other things that we have to pay attention to, and it can be overwhelming. So I brought the text this morning of, of the Jubilee. And to me, it's an incredibly important idea. The idea that we are not solely our circumstances, that we are not solely where we have ended up. We were all born into this world. We were all born with the gift of life. And opportunities, destiny, if you will, place us sometimes in San Marino, sometimes in the Sudan, sometimes in the Ukraine, and sometimes in London or Paris or New York. But we are not our circumstances alone. And so the Jubilee teaches us that, and I know uh, I like the math, right? I'm not that good at math, but every seven years we give the land a rest. In Hebrew it's known as Shemitah. And in fact, uh, this year, in the way uh, we calculate it, it is the Shemitah year. And so we've been teaching about it in the congregations, and in Israel they do observe uh, to a certain extent the things that uh, you heard about the land and about uh, the, the harvest. But then every 50th year, which is the Jubilee, in Hebrew the Yovel, where the horn, the shofar gets sounded, people are returned to, uh, to their homes, debts are forgiven, there is a reset in the world. And in preparing for this morning, uh, I heard a friend of mine's uh, sermon, and she brought this uh, very interesting idea called uh, the theology of interruption. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily like to be interrupted. <laughs> Hence, I became a rabbi, and I can stand up here, and you can't interrupt me. I even have a shield. <laughs> but what does that mean, to be interrupted? And so I, I, I brought this, this text 
which is a very long academic paper from Professor Lori Zoloff of Northwestern University. And at the time she delivered it in 2014, she was the president of the American Academy of Religion. She says, what do I mean by interruption? I begin in an ordinary definitional way. The concept of interruption signifies both betweenness, inter, and brokenness, rupture. To interrupt is, according to the New American Dictionary, to stop the continuous progress of action, to stop someone from speaking by saying or doing something or to break the continuity of line or to obstruct something, especially to block a view. We get interrupted. And she says that, you know, we don't like to be interrupted. But the, the theology of interruption, she defines this way. We are interrupted by the incessant call of God. And when we respond rightly, it is prayer. It is action for the widow, for the orphan. It is standing and saying in Hebrew, Hineni, here I am. Yet it's hard. It's hard to respond, and from this we flee in terror, not as moderns, to be sure, into fish or into Tarshish or into deserts, but rather into work, into meetings, into applications, into email, into Netflix, and anything else that clouds us from the things that we don't want to see. But she says, a theology of interruption demands that we attend to the interruption in a different way which is, of course, to say we act as if the interruption were the real, capital R, and the other stuff of our lives, the distraction, capital D. Now, how do we do this? In our lives, we have Shabbat, which for us was yesterday, the Sabbath for you today. The fact that you're here means you're interrupting your life, and that is a good thing. Yes, the pastor and the rabbi say, good that you're here. <laughs> Amen. Because you could be somewhere else, but you're choosing, and you might not think of it as interruption, but you are interrupting your daily life to come here to pray, to meditate, to be in community, to hear words of encouragement, words from our sacred word, capital W. And the idea of the Jubilee is the grand interruption. It's a reset. It's a reset of a few things. It's a reset of economic inequality. It's recognizing that we need to interrupt the continuity of what we have become. Because when you get stuck in where you are, oftentimes it is not always in a good place. And so let us think about our world, and I'll come to homelessness in a second, but the issue of gun violence, I'll just stay on for one second, because there is a massive interruption that needs to happen. 
for the fact that we continue to think that what is happening is just the way it needs to be. An interruption in the way that we approach our world, approach our nation, and approach how we go about making decisions. There needs to be an interruption. Perhaps that's how we see voting. It's an interruption that we are granted and that we must take seriously. The climate, which is actually what this paper uh, of Professor Zoloff was about, there's a massive interruption that needs to happen and uh, I think we can be concerned that we might be heading towards that cliff of not interrupting and then we're going to have to more than adapt, we're going to have to figure out how to survive. So what does a theology of interruption try to help us with in the work that we do at Friends Indeed? So as I said, we like to help people. We like to help people right where they are. And so there's a few ways that we interrupt. We help people interrupt their daily reality. For if you are homeless, experiencing homelessness, if you are experiencing food insecurity, if you are lonely, if you are without compassion, without dignity, without love, without connection, that we try to offer that to you whenever you come through our doors. We're interrupting the daily existence of your reality just for a little bit in order to give you some of that for which you lack. We see God in the face of each person, like Martin Buber, like Emmanuel Levinas, great philosophers taught us, that you don't have to go out into the desert, you don't have to go somewhere far away on the mountain to see God. If you look at the person right next to you, even in the masks, we see the face of God. And so what we do is we try to bring a daily interruption in a positive way. People come to us, and wherever they are, and I love that phrase, wherever you are, you're welcome here. That's what we tell people as well. We're going to interrupt what it is that you're experiencing because you are not solely your experience. You're a human being, and whether you are hungry, whether you're living in your car, whether you're living on the streets, or whether you just are finding yourself in a very difficult, precarious situation, perhaps you're about to be evicted from your home, we want to be there to help as best we can. And so religion is trying to teach us about the power of interruption. It's why we have our holidays. It's why we have the gifts of charity. We interrupt where we normally spend our money and to direct it towards someone who is more in need than us. And I can't tell you how many times I hear the people who come to Friends Indeed who tell us, you know, there's always someone who's worse off than me. We've had women who come in and these are, these are women who, who have almost nothing. And they come back and they give us a dollar. Why? I said, why are you giving us a dollar? You need that dollar. No, you've given me something. 
I want to give back. The power of giving back, even when you have nothing, is what stirs the soul. And so we're trying to bring moments of that to people's lives. And the way that we can do that is by seeing the person for who they are and not for what they represent. We talk about homelessness like it's an issue. We talk about poverty as an issue, but this issue involves people, real people. And this church has been incredibly generous because I can tell that you understand what it is to walk in the world, not just for yourself, but for others. We're interrupting in a good way. So when you leave here this morning, I invite you to uh, practice this theology of interruption. Not when you're talking with your friends. Don't interrupt. Because that's what we teach our kids, don't interrupt. Which is fine. But taking it from a theological perspective, there are moments when we need to interrupt. And even when someone's talking, sharing, spouting things that are hateful, that are inaccurate, that are demeaning, we can also interrupt. And so as I said, it feels good to be in church. Because when I come to church, I get two Sabbaths. Yesterday I go to my synagogue, but I'm just a congregant now. Where I can sit in the pews. But when I come here, I get a chance to offer some teaching. And to look out and see your beautiful faces. And to know that uh, when we go forth into our day, we take what we've gained here. We take what we have learned here. And use it throughout the rest of the week to find moments of interruption. Interruption for the holy. So I appreciate the invitation and wish you blessings. Thank you. So I hope that piqued your interest in the idea of uh, theology of interruption and uh, how you might use it in your own life. And to add to what uh, I was saying, I really do think that a reset in our world, especially for those experiencing poverty, homelessness, uh, crushing debt, that uh, the Bible there is saying that everyone needs potentially to have a reset. And that might mean that servitude is you're released from, that debt is forgiven, and that if you've been on the street or living in immense poverty, that as a society, we care enough about one another that we will want to use our amazing resources to offer a reset to those who have found themselves in such dire and desperate circumstances. It's obviously a radical idea, 
but one that I think is worth considering, and especially in a day like the time that we live in, where we have enough such that nobody needs to go hungry, that nobody needs to live without a roof over their head, clean water to drink, education, and the ability to uh, live uh, a healthy uh, and safe life. We have the resources, and so if it takes a jubilee, if it takes a reset, then I hope that we would consider that as a way to make uh, our world uh, closer to the world that we would hope that it could be. So that's going to do it uh, for this special episode. I appreciate you uh, listening in. Please do share this if you uh, enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about what we do at Friends Indeed, you can visit our website, friendsindeedpas.org. We're also on social media, handle at friendsindeedpas. And uh, look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Thanks so much.